0: To God, I want to read a scripture and start starting in this morning. Exodus fifteen two says, "The Lord is my strength and my song; He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. Glory to God! I have victory in Him. We have strength because He is. I'm telling you right now, we're living in some great times. We're living in last days, but for us, we're going higher. These aren't bad times." For the lost world and for maybe lazy or backslidden Christians, this may be a rough hour for you. Uh, however, uh, for us who are severe, we're on our way to heaven. We're going up. It's almost like you can almost feel gravity uh, weakening. The, the, the force of gravity is weakening in us right now. You, you almost feel like there's a gravitational pull to go upwards. Uh, once again, Pastor Rich here with my beautiful uh, wife of almost 30 years uh, Kim here is with me, Pastor Kim to you all, uh, my baby girl to me. Uh, we're here. We're going to talk about some end time stuff today. Uh, we're going to help and prepare you, uh, get you not only rapture ready, uh, but also maybe get you talking about the end times. So if maybe your co-workers or family, friends, or somebody get left behind, they'll have heard you discuss this matter and have an opportunity to make heaven during the tribulation. Well, good morning there. Good morning, uh, my little gal. I know you love when I call you gal. I so
1: cannot stand that word.
0: Well, you're my little gal, <laughs> so let's get into this. You know, last week we talked about, you know, we're talking about eschatology, the study of end times. Uh, we're dealing with that a lot of out of Ezekiel, uh, the book of Revelation, uh, the book of Daniel, First uh, and Second Timothy, First Second Thessalonians, even in uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus uh, was very proficient and what was to come and preparing us. But I, I want to start off and let's get uh, pre-rapture. Uh, Let, let's talk about the day in which we live. Um, let's talk about the hour, the signs, and, and what Jesus said to prepare us. Let, let's just go into that for a few seconds. Now, uh, we talked earlier and you were talking about Luke twenty-one twenty-five. So can we get into that? The Bible talks about the, the distress of the nations. Now, if you look on the... This is a, a, the most extreme prophetic hour that the church has ever lived in right now. Uh, all prophecy, which, uh, you know, a quarter of the entire Bible is, is prophecy, and then one quarter of all that prophecy is end time prophecy dealing with the last days. Uh, uh, that being said, we're fixing to apex, we're fixing to climax. The prophetic ages, mm-hmm. meaning all these prophecies are going to come uh, to fruition. It's going to be almost like a finale, you know, the, the final episode, and that's the hour in which we live. So you can feel a, a, an exciting trembling, if you will, or a, like a thunderous kind of feel, where you know even the molecules of air are even making you know preparations to receive. Uh, our Messiah once again. I almost
1: get a picture of when when we talk about towards the end, because there are a lot of prophecies have been fulfilled, but so many of them are going to be fulfilled during the tribulation. It's almost like a picture of like fireworks. You know, they let off a little bit of here, a little bit there, but then the grand finale, they're just going one after another. And that's literally what's getting ready to happen. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, so uh, the Bible says in Luke, If if you got your notes, get, uh, get ready. And I'll, I'll, if you have questions, please, send them in quickly so we can get to them. But Luke 21, 25 says, one of the prophetic signs of the end times, and this is actually a big one. This one is key. If if you study the end times, you have to understand prophecy. If You study the Bible, you need to understand prophecy. Uh, But one of the end time keys is the distresses of nations with perplexity. Talk to us a few minutes about You know, where we're at, perplexity, the stress of the nations.
1: I know we talked a little bit about this last week, but, you know, it said there would be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and then there will be anguish on the earth amongst the nations, bewildered and roaming um, the seas and the waves, and people will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world because the powers of the heavens and the earth will be shaken. These are things that are coming on the world before the Son of Man comes. Because then it says, then we will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. So all of these things, these things are in there. Yes, pre-rapture. Read that
0: again. Read those signs again.
1: There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. There will be an anguish on the earth amongst nations, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and expectations of the things that are coming on the world because the power of the heavens will be shaken. All of these things, we're looking at it right now, and we talked about it briefly last week. Perplexity means there's no answers. It, they're bewildered. They're puzzled. They, they can't figure out what's happening. Why are these things happening? And it's because the Bible says they're going to happen before, in verse 27 says, then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. So all of these things have to happen. Then we're going to see Jesus. So these are signs. There's been signs in, in every generation. You know, they thought Hitler may have been the Antichrist. They thought Stalin may have been the Antichrist. They thought all different kinds of people may have been the Antichrist. And all of these generations have had some signs. We have all the signs. Hmm. We have the apostasy, the lawlessness, the, you know, the unrest in, in the earth, in the weather patterns and all of that. We have in in the nations with wars and we've, we have all of that right now.
0: Things are, are, are surely, especially in weather patterns, you know uh a lot of us have been conditioned by false news i hate to say that and repeat that but it really is the you know news outlets and channels they're so limited because science is limited uh the opinions of man the knowledge of man without god is extremely limited so when, when there's uh, weird weather patterns we ju- we chalk it up to al gore's you know ice problems and ice melting and we're uh, taking the oxygen, and so on and so forth. Well, that's because man's limited to drawing straws. But the Bible prophesied that these freaky, uh, weird weather patterns would be a sign to us. It's funny how the church sees these things and fo- uh, follows suit with the world instead of saying, ah, that's a sign. You know, recently, and, and some of you think I'm, uh, I'm I'm reaching for this, but in in Florida, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, you know, my whole life. I was born there in Fort Lauderdale. And the airport was flooded for about a month. Uh, the runways were flooded. Uh, car garages downtown were flooded. That that wasn't a, a, a freaky weather pattern. That was a sign of the prophesied end times, which should prepare us for what's to come. That's what it should do. It should say, "Okay, there's another sign. My you know my help draws near. You sure. know closer. So uh, you know uh, that being said, let's work out a little bit because you did say. That that's this is pre-rapture signs. Can we get into Second Timothy three? And uh, we talked about that. We talked about you know. Uh, I want to read this out of the Amplified, and I'll get you going with this. But it says in Second Timothy three and one. And I'm recapping from last week, and then we will get into new today. But understand this: that in last the last days, dangerous times. The King James is perilous. Uh, dangerous times, but you said lawless earlier, and, and I think that's another key uh, sign of the end times. We are living in extreme lawlessness in America, especially. Sure, we are. So uh, I'll get into this in a second, Second Timothy. But talk to us about lawlessness and what Scripture uh, does the Bible uh, prepare us and warn us about this.
1: Well, Matthew twenty four twelve says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Mm. And lawlessness, we see it right now. We can look around. I mean, look on the news, look on all this stuff. You know, they they call them peaceful riots, and people are just out of control. There's Nothing they're,
0: peaceful about it. They're
1: murdering people. They're harming people. They're beating people. Just innocent people walking down the street. Things just happen. They're burning buildings down. They're looting. They're stealing all. It's it's crazy. There's yeah. it's lawlessness. It's absolute.
0: It's fueled by deception because it's like saying uh, I went swimming in dry water. You know, you, you can't have a peaceful riot. Um, and and that the, the lawlessness has seeped into and, and has touched all of humanity now. Because we see the, along with lawlessness comes a, uh, you know, we've been fashioned, uh, you know, we've been paralyzed in a sense uh, to receive this lawlessness. And then we participate in it because it, it fuels the emotions of even the believer because it's a spirit. These, these end time demonic signs are fueled by demon spirits. There's no other way to say it. Sure. Like, like lawlessness is, is the releasing of demons who, who are, are, are you know, pushing, who are uh, giving information to, who are encouraging lawlessness in society.
1: And what we're, well, we're not just talking about lawlessness the you know, people looting and writing, it's the, the LGBT community, the transgenderism, like all of these things, it's a rebellion against God is what he's talking about lawlessness here. He's talking about rebellion against God and all of this stuff. If we're, you know, the way we're called to love people according to scripture and stuff like that, th- this is all rebellion, rebellion against God. And you see it in the world, but you're also seeing it just as much in the church.
0: Well, let's look at this now because we're talking about the Bible was written to the church. Now, anybody can come in through Jesus Christ, and then it, it now becomes uh, you know, a book to you, toward you, but the majority, the fullness of the Word of God, except for a few scriptures that give you access uh, to God through Jesus Christ, that's your entry point, your key point is through Jesus Christ, but it was written to the church. And you look at the problems the church faced from the church of Corinth. They, they had sexual issues. They had religious issues. They had rebellion issues. Uh, the church in uh, Galatians, the book of Galatians tells us that they had they were bewitched. Who has bewitched you? Uh, you can go into Timothy. Pastor Timothy was being uh, fashioned or prepared by Paul. And, and this is where we find Second Timothy. And what he says, but understand this, Paul to Timothy you know, young Timothy, you're going to have to deal with in these last times. So he was pointing to over 2,000-ish years ago to Timothy. Timothy, you're going to have to deal with this. Now, Timothy dealt with what I'm fixing to read. Uh, In our day, our age, it's extremely accelerated. Uh, Once again, another sign. So in the last days, times of great stress and trouble. Now, uh, we're living in times of great stress and trouble. Now, a lot of us believers have learned how to to rise above these stresses and, and troubles because our hope is in Christ Jesus. But the world's come is unraveling at the seams at a rapid pace. Yeah, ungodly people don't know how to know how to act. Uh, but I want to get into uh, one particular uh, verse here. It says, "For people be lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused, uh, lovers of money, impelled by greed." boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, profane. Um, I mind you that this scripture is written to the church, not written to Timothy as an evangelist to the world, written to Pastor Timothy dealing with parishioners. So these words should never describe a Christian or or attributes of a Christian. Yet, uh, here we go, and they will be unloving devoid of natural human affection, calloused, inhumane, uh, irreconcilable, malicious, gossips, devoid of self-control. We see that in the body of Christ now. Now, so many people, uh, you know, uh, and I don't want to say so many, you start thinking, who, who is it? But in the last 10-ish years, how many people uh, have had affairs and, and weird sexual relationships? And when we ask them to their face, they, they simply say, I couldn't help myself, which is an end time prophetic utterance of self, a devoid of self control. That means you just do what you want, uh-huh. and you don't think about the the you know recourse of anything. I am just gonna act how I want to act. Uh, brutal, brutal haters of good, uh, traitors, reckless, uh, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasures more than lovers of God. That's where I wanted to get. Lovers of sensual pleasures more than lovers of God, holding to a form of outward godliness, which we could uh, liken to religion, but denying the very power of the word of God and the things of God. So a form of godliness, and, and but, but uh, they're not going to submit to God over their love of pleasure.
1: Right.
0: Uh, you know, in the body of Christ even now, so many are deceived, another end time, uh, you know, attack of Satan is deception. So many are deceived in living in these scriptures. You put their names in these scriptures and they don't even know it because deception is is such a high demonic power and they can't even see their shortcomings.
1: Yeah. I was reading, um, this book by Jimmy Evans and he was talking about this same scripture, but I'll read it in this version of it. This is the new King James version of it. That was more, that was amplified or message. But know this, that in the last day, last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving. So he says up here they're going to be lovers of money, lovers of self, but down here it says he's they're going to be unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, but Paul says people will be unloving what makes this particular behavior so interesting is that he says that they will be lovers but they will be lovers of something other than God mm. right so like
0: it's perverted it's a, it, it, a, twisted it's a
1: perverted twisted love it's a, it's a, we, we like make up our own versions of what love is nowadays and God is the one who established what love was God and like we look at so many different people. If you look on Instagram and you go on, there are social influences are now not all social influences are influencing people in a bad way. But it's all about them. Like, look at my life, watch my life, look and see what I do and watch me what I eat for lunch and what I eat for dinner and what my kids said today and what my husband said to me and how I'm going to trick my husband and how I'm going to do this. And it's all about, everything is so inward focused now. We're all worried about ourselves instead of being lovers of God and lovers of other, we tend to turn that love and now we love ourselves, which we are supposed to have some sort of love for ourselves. Obviously, we need to love ourselves, but not at the expense of, or forsaking of loving God and loving other
0: people, but we see that in the church. Yeah, I mean, and once again, I'm, I'm not I'm not the church police, and I don't want to police people. That's not my call. But I we are called as shepherds uh, to protect, uh, to help set parameters, uphold the parameters set by our forefathers in the faith. But if you look at the just the attendance, if I pulled out the attendance, and we do keep attendance here. And I don't keep attendance to in fear or, you know, to, to hurt people. But I keep attendance to keep an eye on people. Like, all right, let's watch this family. You know, let's watch this for. Let's see. You know, we, we may have to go after them. We might, might have to go get them. You know, what's happened in their life. But if I were to uh, show the the role to a lot of leaders, they would be completely dumbfounded and shocked because in deception, you know, the spirit of the day in deception a lot of people don't know that they're living this far out of bounds sure because Satan's deceived them
1: that's the deception
0: and that's the blinded mind you know the the world their their minds are blind well Satan's trying to in this apostasy state blind the minds of the believer and the Bible even says that it's impossible for the, those and, and I'll, I'll I'll simplify it because the King James and Hebrews 6 it kind of talks old English, uh, those who came by way of the cross through the blood of Jesus, the only way to God, uh, those who were filled with the power of the Holy ghost and fire tongue talkers, those who worshiped at the altars, those who tied. those who offered, those who were part of the ministry of helps those who were in the inner workings of, of the things of God for them to fall away and be restored. It would be as to hang Jesus on the cross. Once again, uh, A lot of Christians are living this life over and over again in in the what I call, maybe we can call it rather, an end-time false grace or an end-time deceived grace that I can kind of live any life I want to and I'm going to get access to heaven because I said a prayer along the way somewhere.
1: Right, which doesn't, it never did make sense to me, I guess, why if we thought we need a Savior... And we reached out to Jesus to make him the Lord of our life and to save us, save us from hell, save us from, you know, the world, save us from what, you know, all of the things that God saved us from. And it was more than just hell. When he saved us, why do we go back to what we were saved from like why what is the draw to go back to what we were saved from why do we go why did we feel the need to get saved in the first place but then go back to the thing that we were saved from it doesn't make any sense to me that never made any yeah. sense to me i don't understand i get saved
0: it. delivered but then i want that thing back yeah you know, well, a lot what? of people want to get into heaven but they don't want to pay the price of christianity because jesus said take up your cross it's like fire and insurance your own salvation uh, and follow me. A lot of people don't do that. Let's get back on. I, want, I don't want to get far off. Uh, what camera are we on right now, Dill? Uh, this one right here. Uh, you see in front of me, I've been talking about this end time uh, timeline that I'm working on, biblical timeline uh, of what's to take place, You know where we're presently at, and then what takes place in, in order. I might be uh, getting a little off, but I know you have so much in you. I just want to go through uh, I don't know, we, we have a few minutes left. I want to go through and just kind of give them a time frame of the end times and, and like a, a rapid fire maybe. So if we're, we're living in the last days, the next thing to come. So when, when these last the fullness of these last days take place, the Bible says, in the eastern sky, the clouds will part, the trumpets will blow, the trumpets of Zion, and, and here now comes our Messiah. He's no longer coming as a lamb. Uh, he is coming in victory. He, he's coming as a fierce lion, uh, not a battle lion. He's coming as a collector uh, to collect us at that time. Uh, we'll go in the rapture. Immediately, and I, I kind of give a, a, a shotgun of this. Immediately, when we go in the rapture, uh, the, the resistor, uh, here, that's another thing I'll deal with real quick because uh, some of you listen to false preachers uh, they had a, have a form of godliness. They have enough Bible to be dangerous, uh, but they're not Bible studiers. They don't take time to cross reference, do word studies. They don't have uh, you know fathers in the faith. Uh, they're not proven. They don't have fruit of ministry. Uh, but a lot of them think. A lot of people think we're going in the pre-trib. A lot of them think we're in the tribulation now. Uh, let me help you, baby. Let me help you, uh, little honey out there. Uh, if you were in the tribulation right now you would know it. Uh, you're not in the tribulation. You're still in the grace period of God. The word gr- tribulation means great sorrows. Uh, the word tr- uh, tribulation means trouble. Uh, it, it actually, the, the, the Greek is thilipis, uh means persecution. Uh, it, it means great trouble, great pressure. It means a compression. Uh, you would be feeling such weight and pressure if you were in the tribulation. You would know something was different. Uh, but the resistor, us, the church, not the Holy Spirit, the resistor, the church, the body of Christ, will be removed, raptured, harpazo, taken away rapidly. Immediately, uh, the, the, this season of sorrows will take place. The tribulation will begin. A seven-year period that can be broken up in, in, in two, three-and-a-half-year periods. The first three-and-a-half uh, years, and make sure I get this right, will be, and help me about this, will be God's great grace, can we say? Extreme grace, probably, yeah. E- extreme grace and Satan's uh, extreme de- uh, extreme deception. Because at that point in time, can you talk? Can you take it from here for a second? Uh, you know, we're raptured. Satan begins to deceive as he's going to be a helper now because, you know, we're gone. Things have gotten sideways And so, just talk to us, and I'll, I'll key in as well. Well,
1: he's gonna because chaos is gonna happen, right? So many people are gonna be gone. The world is gonna be in chaos. So the Antichrist then is going to step up. So, if you think you know who the Antichrist is, when you think you know who the Antichrist is, you've missed the rapture Amen. because we're not going to know who it is actually until we leave. Then he's going to be revealed. Not until he'll take then. his
0: seat that in, within those weeks when we leave.
1: Right after we're gone. So after we're raptured, the Antichrist—it's a peace treaty or, or a peace Israel. treaty with Israel. And he sticks to that for three and a half years. He comes in, kind of like save the world. It's still going to be horrible. It's still going to be bad. It's it's not going to be something you're going to want to go through. But it's for the first three and a half years. At the three and a half year mark, he's going to break that peace treaty with Israel. The mark of the beast is going to be implemented, and then the great tribulation is going to start from there. but he's is great going-
0: sorrows, great pressure, extreme pressure. And
1: Jesus coined the term great tribulation. He's the one who called it that afterwards, not because the beginning of it's going to be fun, but because the end of it is going to be different, but it's going to be horrible.
0: So so let me get back. So immediately we're taken away. Uh, the tribulation begins. Uh, immediately 144,000 uh, Jews are converted, born again, receive Sealed. Jesus, sealed by angels, sealed by God through angels. Uh, At that point, they're not going to be able to be uh, destroyed and or sin. These are going to be like little Jesuses evangelizing. And the Bible says they're going to evangelize many. Uh, Multitudes. Multitudes are going to be uh, taken or, or saved in this season. But they're going to be sealed. That's going to be one of the first things that takes place. And then they're going to be loosed. So in that first three-and-a-half-year period, uh, we're going to have the grace of God uh, to, to receive Jesus through these 144,000 Jews who were virgins, who have who kept themselves, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but at that point in time, when Satan is trying to act through the Antichrist like a Messiah, like a Savior in deception— uh, how are those days, does the Bible tell us how those first three and a half years are going to look? We know there's pressure because it is the tribulation, but is there There's still going to be high deception? where People are going to run to this Messiah person? Sure they are. Okay.
1: They're going to well, I mean... The Lord, so the Lord. This is the the wrath of the Lamb, and then the wrath of God. They're still opening up seals. The, the Antichrist doesn't have anything to do with the the seals, the trumpets, the bowls. He doesn't have anything to do with that. Those are judgments of God. So God is judging all those who did not accept Christ during the tribulation so the Antichrist is going to be doing his nonsense whatever it is that he's doing but God is also going to be opening seals and scrolls and opening all of these things on the world as judgment so the seals come and then the trumpets and then the bowls and all of these things happen but it's it's going to be horrible but like you said before if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior now is the time to do it you know if you think that you're going to be strong enough if you got left behind if you think you're going to be strong enough during the tribulation to accept Christ as your lord and savior it's going to be hard yeah. the things you're going to have to stand i mean you can't make you can't handle a little bit of people making fun of you and mocking you right now or turning you down that they don't want to know you're Jesus or whatever you think that hurts your feelings. Wait until you miss the rapture and you're left after this mm. in the tribulation. And now, you know, you're threatened with be- your head being cut off because you're not taking the mark of the beast or because you can't buy food, sell food. You can't trade. You can't pay your rent. You can't own a house. You can't anything because you don't have the mark of the beast. Like, where are you going to go from there? You think you're going to be strong enough then yeah. to do this? It's not going to be good. Well,
0: look, today you have a Bible. You have a pastor. You should. You have a church. You have a cheering section in the church, brothers and sisters. Uh, you have Bible studies. You have things to prepare you. Uh, that'll all be gone. You know, yeah, there'll be church buildings. You might be able to find a Bible, but I would presume that one of the first assignments of Satan is going to be through the Antichrist and his helpers, uh, which will be the governments, is to seize all bibles and books that have any kind of hope of jesus christ or truth of jesus christ Uh, so uh, you look at you had everything you needed uh, to help you every every aid every help to help you make the rapture and you somehow missed it but now all of a sudden you're going to become this christian hulk and you're going to gain strength in the last days Uh, i don't see it uh however glory to god i do got some good news though The, the bible talks about uh who we are today And the Bible says that the gates shall not prevail against the church. So I don't want people listening to get in fear and think we have this big bad Satan that's going to overthrow Christianity, overthrow the body of Christ, that he's greater, demons are stronger, and we're weak. That's not true. We're still in the church age. We're in the last days of the church age. And the Bible says and points to that the strongest person, group, on the, on the planet is the church, and he says the church is off limits to satanic attacks and demonic attacks. If you want protection, if you want safety, find a good God church. Find a Holy Ghost church. Amen. Find a church that, that loves the Word of God, that has stayed true to the Word of God, and you get planted and rooted in that church, and you're off limits to Satan. The Bible says Amen. the gates of hell shall, shall not, not cannot, will not prevail against the church. Now, when we're harpazoed, uh, taken out of the way, uh, you don't have that safety anymore. <clears throat> Can we keep going through in the first three and a half years, so I understand listening to you, uh, what's going to be released? I believe the bowls are released in the, in the second three and a half. Uh, so if you look from, from the rapture to the first three and a half years uh, on, my, on my map here, I have the 144,000 Jews are, are, are sealed. They begin to preach with great fervor, intensity, that they, they win many, but uh, talk about uh you know, what's released the judgment of God? Can you give us just a few things in that time? Well, in the very beginning,
1: <clears throat> the four horses are released so the Antichrist um I don't know which order they're in because I don't have my That's notes okay. in front of me, but the Antichrist, the famine, the plagues and the um So let's just say I don't remember
0: those, the, the, the 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 four horses, the Antichrist, the, the plagues and the famine. So so famine now. Death. Uh, and death but let's look at famine how this is going to work. So famine i'll feed you the Antichrist i'm the savior of the world. okay someone's put their hand out uh, so he'll feed you for three and a half years but during this this third and one half year uh, into the great tribulation the one that has his hand out now wants payment and the payment he wants is to put a mark on your body so you associate with him. He's become your Savior, in a sense, for three and a half years. He's fed you. He's clothed you. Uh, He's trying to be a Messiah, the Messiah, Jesus, but he can't be. He's fed you. He's clothed you. He's paid your rent. uh, He's putting you in this one-world money financial uh, system, uh, all these great things. But then the, the third and a half year, he says, Now bow before me, receive my mark, join alliance with me, Or else because you know what the whole goal of Satan is
1: through the Antichrist is Satan wants to be like God Satan wants to be worshipped so this is his whole goal through this entire thing is to get somebody to worship him because he's so angry and bitter and obviously resentful that he is not God and that he wants to be like God. So he wants everybody to do what you should be doing to the Lord. He's requiring, which is funny. We don't want to bow and we don't want to give in to the Lord and we want, we don't want to do what the Bible tells us to do, but we want to do that to someone who hates you, who can't stand you, who wants the destruction of your soul. And that's who we're going to bow to. That doesn't, it doesn't even make any sense to me, but that's exactly what he wants.
0: Then you'll act in fear. Uh, now you can bow in faith. Think about that. You, you have the ability to bow before God, to tithe and offer before, before uh, your, your, your Lord, worship and tithe and offering, offer your, 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 your gifts to him in faith. But in this, if you're left behind in this third and a half year into the, the great tribulation period, uh, you're not going to be able to do any of these things in faith. If you do it to the Antichrist, you'll do it in fear. You'll, you'll do it under extreme fear, manipulation, and in control. And you're going to take the mark or you're going to either go hungry or you're going to go underground trying to find somewhere to eat something to eat. Now, now hold on here. We might go a little longer today. In that first three and a half years, uh, I, I want to get this right for some of the people. Say you're left behind. Uh, you get in one of these Jewish meetings, 144,000 Jews. You get in one of their meetings. You hear somehow their message. You cry out to God. Uh, in, in the mid trib, the Bible says that there's going to be the great multitude rapture. That's in Revelation chapter seven. Yes. So, in in the first three and a half years, you get saved by you. You hear the Jews preaching. Uh, you you can be raptured and avert the great tribulation, right. the second part of the tribulation. Yes. Uh, so, so you can be raptured at that point in time. After you're raptured, the the great multitude, then the 144,000 Jews will be raptured. Yes, And then the ministry of the two witnesses, which we can't speculate. You say, who do you think they are? I don't want to speculate because I don't have an absolute in the scripture. Some say Enoch and Elijah because they never saw the grave. Some say Enoch and John. Some say Malachi and on and on in Malachi 4 rather. Uh, some point to him, but we don't know. And it doesn't really matter to you, but there's going to be two witnesses that are going to come, and, and it looks like somehow do a greater work than the 144,000 Jews, and there's only two of them. And they're going to try to rescue who can be rescued in the last three and a half year part of the tribulation. Say something, give me a breath. So
1: after the, <laughs> after the great multitude gets raptured mid-tribulation and the 144,000 get raptured anybody else that gets saved after that is left here for the rest of the tribulation so there there's no more raptures after that they're left here throughout the rest of the tribulation i would not want to be that person thank god they still got saved thank god they still accepted jesus christ but yeah they're They're
0: in caves they're running running for their lives there's there's no more rapture for them eating out of dumpsters wherever crumbs just trying to stay alive I had another scripture during somewhere in the rapture, and, and I, I, we have all the scripture. I'm not saying somewhere in, in ignorance. I just don't have time to go through. Maybe we just do it like a five day class or something. But the Bible says there's a time where you'll want to die when you're left behind, but you cannot die. Uh, what a horrible thing, uh, wanting to die so bad, begging, pleading to die, but being uh, being unable to die. And then you look at the bowls. Where rivers will turn into blood, then all water turns into blood. These will be like the the, the curses of Egypt in, in the Old Testament. This
1: sun is so hot that the grass and the and trees are scorching. Locusts being turned loose, and they scorpions biting people. That lasts like five months, I think. And you're gonna wish you could die, but you can't. Like it's it's gonna be horrible. It's gonna
0: be intense. Oh, now now can I can I finish on the timeline here? And I'm giving you like rapid, uh, you know, no off the cuff, but these are all biblical. Uh, you know, backed with scripture. If it doesn't have scripture, you cannot stand on it. Let me help you. Some have asked me, what's going to happen? Are we going to go into a cashless system before the rapture? And the answer is no. Uh, uh, And I I have scripture for it. Number one, uh, there's no scripture pointing to that we're going to go to a cashless society before the rapture. So all, all you, you know, prepper people, you're in error. Uh, you know, God bless you for trying, but you missed the mark. And the scripture that I have is God uh, instituted through Abraham the tithe. The tithe takes money. Uh, if, if we live in a cashless society, the promise and the covenant that God has given us to tithe and offer would be removed. And we see nowhere in the scripture, even in the new covenant in the church age, where that's, that power that God's given us has been removed. So we'd have to say, no, a cashless society will come after the tribulation where a one world order, the whore of Babylon, will be then set up as the, the reigning ruler of, uh, of finances, income, uh, governments, how we do things. That's the great horror uh, listed in revelation. So let's go a little further. Uh, so, so the, the 144 are raptured the, the three and a half years of those who get saved in the great tribulation have to endure those three and a half years. And, and that'll lead up to the thousand year, uh, millennial reign, but uh, there's a great event that takes place from the, 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 the great tribulation and the thousand-year millennial reign. Jesus will come, but at this time, uh, not, he doesn't come as a lamb. He doesn't come as a lion. He comes as an extreme warrior. And, and there's a 200-million-man 200, a 200 oriental army uh, that's trying to combat uh, good uh, by natural means. Uh, And and Jesus comes, come on baby, and and they cross through, get in on this with me, they cross through the Euphrates River, tell us about the Euphrates River right now.
1: I think we talked about this briefly last week, but it's drying up, and it's drying up because it is going to be a highway for this 200 million man army to go to Israel so they can come against
0: But that's been the protector, The, the Euphrates River has been a wall or a separator to protect or separate Israel. Sure. Oh my God! Now, can I can I debunk some other false truths in, in society today? People, a lot of people for some reason, Americans think we're the apple of God's eye. Americans, uh, you're not the apple of God's eye. Christians are the apple of God's eye. But if we were to say, is there one nation that's the apple of God's eye uh, by geographical location, by people, by ethnic groups? And the answer is yes. And that's Israel, and that's Israel. the Jews. Mm-hmm.
1: I think the only reason why we've had favor, America has had favor with the Lord, is because we've been a Christian nation until recently. Obviously, now, but we don't play
0: um, any part in this end time. The only part we play now is a part of the resistor, because the majority, well, used to be restrainer. the majority mm-hmm. uh, of of America was Christian. Uh, now, I, I don't, even, I couldn't even begin to imagine what we are uh, by by large. But uh, back to this, so. Uh, this army, this army travels uh, from the Orient, from Russia, from China, somehow assembles into this part of the world, uh, come over the Euphrates River, in, in, in uh, the idea to annihilate Israel. They they annihilated Israel once, so they thought. In May of 1948, Israel was established a nation once again in one day, in one swipe of a pen, one second. Israel was a nation. They said it was impossible never happen again. Uh, now we see where uh, Israel still the thorn in their flesh. So they're going to seize. They're going to meet upon uh, Israel. They're going to take over Israel. Jesus comes back in the Valley of Megiddo. Uh, Jesus, go ahead, t- tell us. He puts
1: his feet on the ground, which this is, that makes it the second coming. It's the second coming because he actually comes and puts his feet on the ground. On the Mount of Olives, he puts his feet on the ground. There is some sort of a fault line or whatever that they found years ago. A hotel actually tried to go there and purchase the land and put a hotel on it, but they found a fault line in there and found the the ground is very unstable at that place. But it's the same exact mountain that Jesus is going to come and put his feet on, and it's going to split, but that's the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's going to come back and destroy all of those men in, I think it says, one hour
0: and, and the Bible also talks about the blood uh, is going
1: to ride to the bridle of the
0: horses of the horses of the army. That's with uh, well, the, the army that opposes, uh, they're going to be on horses. We're going to be in the sky, the army of Christ. Could you Jesus.
1: imagine that much blood to a bridle of a horse? No,
0: I, I can't at all. But the Bible says the way Jesus overcomes, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I know we're taking a little time, but I want to get to the end because a lot of people think that, that you leave this earth, you're raptured, and then we go to heaven for forever. That's not the truth. There, there, there's a, a thousand and seven years that take place and a lot take place in that thousand and seven years. Now, uh, you know, your question might be what happens to me for seven years if I'm raptured in the first round? If you go uh, in, in, at the end of the church age, if you're raptured, you're going to enter into the, 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 supper, uh, the, the wedding feast, uh, supper, the marriage, supper uh, of the lamb. Ma- marriage supper of the lamb and you are going to be the bride of, of that uh, feast. So you're going to be the honorary guest, so to speak, or the honorary person uh, of that uh, feast. And that's going to take that seven years of party. That's going to be a seven-year feast. Uh, now, people be added to in mid-trib, but the Bible says they're not going to be honorary. They're going to be guests. Uh, we're the bride. They're going to be guests of, of the bridegroom. So that's I guess that would be good if you made it. But if you how,
1: can't be a bride, you should be a guest. You, you should, should not be, be nothing. That's yeah, for sure. I
0: agree. But as a wedding, the, the spotlight's on the bride, and it's on the groom. It's not on the guests. But anyhow, so so we go a little further. Jesus comes back, annihilates. The Bible says that he defeats this 200-million-man army with words. He speaks words. His words are as an, an atom bomb and beyond. And the Bible says, I, I can't remember where it was in Zechariah, I believe, that their their flesh is completely, uh, you know... Like melted g- off. Melts, comes apart. Their eye sockets are emptied. Their bones are empty. Just like the old, years ago, they showed videos of what happened to a human being in houses if an atom bomb were to go off. And at that point in time, we enter into the thousand-year millennial reign. Can you talk to us a little about who's going to be in the thousand-year millennial reign? What takes place in that that time frame
1: so everybody that went through the tribulation is not going to die anybody that left and made it through the tribulation goes into the millennial reign the thousand year reign on top of all of the saints that were already raptured we come back with jesus and rule and reign um, in the millennial reign with jesus christ we cannot continue to have children we're in our glorified bodies we've already been raptured we can't sin we're we're done we're we're past all that but everybody that has made it through the tribulation are gonna. Con- they're gonna be people still. They're not in their glorified bodies. They're going to continue to have children. They're gonna to continue to marry. They're gonna to continue to live life under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. So it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be beautiful. However, and we talked about this earlier, they still. Everybody that is still perfectly human. Human, not glorified.
0: glorified.
1: They still have free will. We still have free will. We have free will. God gave us free will. You know, Nobody wants somebody to serve them because you make them, which is what the Antichrist is trying to do, make you worship and make you serve them. God doesn't make us serve people. God gives us a free will to choose. These people that make it through the tribulation into the millennial reign will still have a choice. And at the end of the millennial reign, Satan is going to be turned loose for a short period of time. To deceive those people who are still who are alive and birthing babies and stuff, all of those people still have an opportunity to, like I said, to choose. They have a free will to choose. They also have a free will to not choose. They Amen. can choose Jesus. Well, or that's not.
0: Revelation twenty-seven it says to allow men the right to exercise their free moral agency, so they get the choice to make if they want to serve God or Satan, and they can. But but people need Satan. to understand because if, if you tell this to some people, if people get nervous that we're going to go through the seven-year. Uh, feast party uh, with God. Then God, uh, Jesus, going to come back. He's going to annihilate the the armies that oppose him. Uh, we're going to have the 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 the, uh, the great white throne judgment. Uh, Satan's going to be well, rather, I got that out of place. Satan's going to be loosed. People get nervous and think that they're going to have to contend with Satan when he's loosed. The only people that will contend with Satan are, are those who were born again in the great tribulation period into the thousand-year millennial reign.
1: Not even necessarily those who are born again, those who... Are born, I meant. Yes, B- born. Birthed. Mm-hmm.
0: Those who are birthed in that time because they have to choose. They have a free moral agency. they got to choose who they're going to side with. But the, the believer, the one who's already gone through the judgment, meaning us, we're already heavenly, we already have a glorified body, uh, Satan will be a, a, of no problem to us at all. But then the Bible says, now we're getting to the end. I know we've gone long. I know some of you want uh, want us to go into greater detail with the bowls and different things. Uh, But at the end of that thousand-year millennial reign, then Satan, uh, all of his demons, anyone who chose him, will be locked up into the lake of fire, the pit of hell forever. Then we will transition from this earth to a new heaven, a new earth, the Bible says a new Jerusalem, then eternity begins for us. Uh, That's the end. Satan's gone, evil's gone, sadness is gone, sorrows are gone. Uh, All of this will be as though a vapor and will begin new again forever without the ability of this ever happening again. Sin will be gone forever amen Amen. and we're at the very doorstep of these last days events that are going to begin first the seven years then the thousand years then eternity i i think we've squeezed enough out is there anything you want to say in closing
1: i mean there's there's a lot that i would like to say in closing however for those of us and i think we heard dr barclay say this for christians This is the worst that it's ever going to get for us, right? Because we're living in this earth, whatever. We have heaven to look forward to. If you're not a Christian, this is the best that it's going to get for you. Even the nonsense that we're living in right now, all of this stuff that seems to be not good, seems to be like we're going through trials and tribulations, which we are. This is the best that a non-Christian is ever going to see because what's coming, the tribulation, then hell afterwards is going to be the worst they're not going to want to go through all that and we think you know I was listening to somebody the other day that says I it was a song I think and I wasn't listening to I think I was reading the lyrics of it that said he can't he can't wait to get to hell and party with his friends people really have a huge misconception of what hell is going to be they think oh you know we're going to live our life here like and we're going to go to hell and we're going to live the same way and that's not how it's going to be at all and then when we were talking a little bit ago it'll be like
0: a prison of fire so it's going to be you're, you're not un- gonna unescapable. Be, there, there's not going to be like a, a, a public, you know. You're not going to have a you know a, a common area where you can all gathering, and, and, gather and have and... lunches and dinner. You're going to be in a, a a wall. Just let me can I, can I just amplify this. In Bible doesn't say this, but it does say this. You're going to be in a, a a walled cell individually, and the walls will be walls of fire in separation and loneliness. And you're going to be uh, in a pit of fire. So you'll be uh, separate in bondages and in chains, in fire. And the Bible says and gives us the picture that you'll be to the highest apex or, or the highest level of pain to where you die. That's the only way that you can uh, receive this and or get a revelation of this. But you won't die, but you'll say, stay at that extreme level of pain. So it'd be like your flesh dripping off, but staying at that state because you'll never expire. That's what hell be like. You're not going to be able to, to talk or communicate because the Bible says you're wailing and gnashing in, in pain. You're, you're, you're grinding your teeth. That word means gritting your teeth and moaning in such pain, looking for hope. But once you go to hell That's for eternity. There's no Messiah. There's no hope. No one is coming to rescue you. And that happens for 10 years, 20 years, 100 years, a million years, and then it starts all over again. People don't understand the vastness of eternity. It's never ending. You put a beginning to eternity but there's no expiration of eternity and that's what hell will be like. If
1: we look in the Bible because people don't think that hell is a literal fire they think that you know it's God turning his back on you they think it's figurative but if you look at the rich man in Lazarus he said can you please just tell him to dip his finger in water and touch my tongue because I'm tormented in these flames that's a literal fire being tormented a literal fire. And then the other scripture that I wanted to bring up to you that we were, as we're getting ready to close, is, you know, people can choose to serve whoever they want, right? The devil has made his choice, and pride, he made his choice, and he's going to burn in the lake of fire forever, But, but the Bible says... Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Mm -hmm. devil is going to have to confess that Jesus is Lord. All of those people who turn their back on Jesus are going to have to confess at one time or another that Jesus is Lord. There's no getting away from it. So you can confess him now or you can confess him later, but you are going to confess that Jesus is Lord.
0: Well, amen. Once again, we're out of time. We gave you an hour show, two shows in one.